What's going on, everybody? This is another episode of the Putting It Up podcast with myself, Dan, co-host Lions. Lions, hey, what's up? Hold on, guys. Today we have a special guest, one of my one of my homeboys from New Hampshire, uh, Jalen. Huge basketball fan, knowledgeable basketball fan. You know, I wouldn't have anybody on here that doesn't know what they're talking about, uh, except Lions most of the time. But um, he's also a huge Celtic fan, but he's just a really good basketball head to talk with. I had everybody come up with a bunch of questions that we could just talk about. So today, these questions on this episode will just be about the past. So Jalen, being our guest, I'm going to have you start it off. What's your first question? All right. Started off um, coming from like the last dance, you know what I mean? Talking about 90s basketball. So I'm thinking, uh, let's just compare eras. What do you guys think? 90s versus 2020. Do you guys think, um, did the game get better? Is the star players, you know what I mean, on the same level? Let's just chop it up in that aspect. So interested to hear, hear what your guys' takes are. Yeah, for sure. Lions, go ahead and take the lead on this one. Alright, so kind of looking at the errors uh, and pairing them, I think in terms of a skill set, uh, with better training, more, more film available to everyone's arsenal, just overall the game evolving, especially with the three-point line and I'd say overall athleticism, uh, I'd say the players today are more skilled, I would say in comparison to the 90s. Um, finals and the playoffs can kind of amp up the intensity, especially on the defensive end, but just overall feel for the game. Uh, in the 90s, especially with hand-checking, I'd say there was definitely a lot more competition between teams going on back then. The game seemed more physical, but also seemed uh, more intense. Not necessarily as flashly, but more teams brawn against each other who really wanted it more instead of a finesse type of game. The overall competition, I'd say probably the 20s, just because of the skill set. Uh, I think that's just more entertaining to me personally. Uh, but I, I do think it was tougher to go at guys back in the nineties. So you picked the nineties for the most part, right? I'd say I'd say that in terms of in terms of competition, actually, I think I would say the nineties. I think it's tougher to get into the league nowadays. I'd say uh, you got to be more skilled, um, but just overall, I think the nineties offered more of a chance for different types of role players. Nowadays, I think there's only certain types. Back then, I think it could be a lot of different X factors, but. Uh, competition. I think I'll actually I'll go with the nineties. I had the twenties down, but I'll go with the nineties. That's fair. That's fair. I completely disagree. I completely disagree. I, I knew. I knew <laughs> <you were gonna laughs> disagree. No, don't get me wrong. Nineties was great. Uh, it would have been nice to grow up in the nineties, be able to watch, you know, Jordan and Pippen and the, the Sonics teams and all those other great teams in the in the nineties. It've been great to see. But for me, man, I love how athletic everybody is now. Like back in the nineties, there was a handful of guys at the top who were the most athletic guys. Those were the athletic guys, and then the rest of them were just great athletes, but not as a like you know what I'm talking about. Like, so we got your Jordans, your Drexler, your Barclays, and stuff at the at the very top, and then at the bottom it kind of you know wasn't as great for me. Now everybody is super athletic, bro. So when we talk about nineties versus today, you put, in my opinion, you take almost any basketball player. Any, all right, let me let me say that. Any star player today, and you put them in the 90s, and they're better than what they are today. That's that's how I always felt. I understand hand-checking. I understand it was a more physical game, I guess. It was a little tougher, I guess. I just think the way athletes are built today, and again, that comes with time and the training they have and the knowledge they have and you know how much they're focused on putting to their bodies and things like that. Uh, I just like I like athleticism. I like, I like the fast-paced game. 
right? I know defense is great and all that stuff, and it's it, it's it's nice. It, only real basketball fans can really appreciate that. But from just an everyday fan, bro, I love I love the, the fast paced game with the threes, the running up and down the court. I like this. I like the score in the one twenties. People don't people don't agree with that. I like the score in the one one tens, one twenties, one thirties. It's just more of an entertaining game for me. So that that's why I take, in my opinion, I like where we are now. Just as a fast-paced game, and just seeing how athletic these guys are, dunking from the free throw line. Where so like you've seen so many multiple players in today's game be able to dunk from the free throw line. We see Zach Levine do it. We've seen LeBron do it. Giannis has done it. We've seen a couple guys do it. Whereas you know, 20 years ago, 20, 30 years ago, if a guy dunked dunk from the free throw line, it's one of the greatest things you've ever seen. You know what I mean? Like that's how I look at. I want to hear Jalen's perspective. On the oh, second. All right, all right. I'm just first thing I want to say is I am surprised. I, I'm just I don't understand how both of you guys talked about the difference in no one even mentioned shooting. That's the number one thing I think that's the difference is everyone in today's game. I mean, you can't shoot like if you if you can't shoot, you're not gonna be on the court. Right. Unless you're a five, unless you're, you know... Yeah, but even still, bro, fives today are are hitting from from three from now on. Yeah, yeah, like, if you, but, I mean, look at even a guy like, um, like, like Tony Allen, like, yeah, he was a defensive player, but I think he would have killed it in the 90s. I mean, he was athletic before he tore his ACL, after he tried dunking, after that, um, after he got fouled, that dumb, that dumb, uh, thing he did... Like, I think it was like 2007 or something. But, I mean, like nowadays, man, if you can't shoot, like, you're a liability. In the 90s, it was different. I mean, no, just just even the three-point attempts, like, were so crazy. So, I mean, when I'm just comparing errors, that's the first thing that you see, man, is spacing, three-point shooting. Um, another thing that I think is just interesting is, I mean, the big guys, man. Like, what do you guys think about... I mean, even just a guy like like David Robinson, just take him, or Patrick Ewing. Like, how do they play in today's game? Because that changes everything. I mean, legit, a big center, because there's no big dominant center, really. You could say Joel, but, I mean, Joel's not. I say Boogie, like, Boogie before he got hurt. I think Boogie was the best big in the league before he got hurt. I wouldn't. Nah, I'd say you? more of a Rudy Gobert, but with offense. Get out of here, Rudy Gobert, man. I'm not talking no Rudy Gobert. We all hate Rudy around here. We 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 don't like Rudy, but here's the thing, right? These guys, those guys that you just mentioned, they don't got a J like that. You bring up Joel, you bring up Demarcus Cousins, they got a J like that. That's what I'm saying. So that that's how, but that's how a center would have played today. You know what I'm saying? So like, if you take, let's say we take Patrick Ewing and throw him in the league today, right? And it's like this when you take any player. So everyone talks LeBron Jordan. If you put Jordan here, I'm sure he's learning a three point shot. All the guys that are coming from 20 years ago. They're going to learn a three-point shot. And because the, the, the reason guys today have a three-point shot is because of the game. Centers 20 years ago weren't shooting threes. But now, like you oh. mentioned, in order to play, you've got to shoot the three. There's one, go, one good example. One good example that just came to mind is think of a guy who, um, I think he's probably like in the, been in the league like maybe, I don't know, 10 years. He came into the league. He was an offensive monster down low. Now he's a three-point shooter. Brooke Lopez. Think of a guy like that. Mm-hmm. How his game is completely changed from what it was a couple years ago. But mm-hmm. I mean, he's still effective, and he learned how to shoot. Right. 
No, no at least he's taking him. Like, yeah, no, no, he's not just taking him. He's making him. He, he, he that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. And yeah. even, even a guy like Aaron Baines, like you look at him in the four, 2014 Spurs, like you yeah. shooting no shots now, especially like Celtics past year. Even on the Suns now, he's pulling yeah, them he's things. Having, he's having a great. He's having a great year in in, uh, in Phoenix. Yeah. yeah, no, he really was. But that's why that's what you brought up is that you know the three point shot and how bigs now they gotta they have to be able to shoot and not everybody on the court has to be able to shoot. Jalen, what was your answer though? Do you would you take the two or the nineties basketball or are you taking today's basketball? Um, man, I I'm, I'm taking today's in just in this simple aspect. Like, I actually I have this argument with a lot of just old school heads and shit and stuff, and like we'll talk. We'll talk basketball and stuff, but my biggest thing in today's age is the average player is just so much better than than the average player in the 90s. Like, so many, I feel like every good prospect in the league now can pass, shoot, and dribble. Mm-hmm. Like, they're they're just, I mean, even the, the finishes they can do it. I mean, obviously athleticism, but, like, just, just how they... I mean, they could. They they got so many things. Like they got fadeaways. They got step backs in their arsenal. Yeah. They got they got euro steps. I mean, I mean, it's just. I, I feel like if if you if you had a just an average starting five in the nineties against our average starting five in today's game, they blow them out I, the water. They blow them out. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. They blow. Hold them on, out. I like, gotta gotta change what I said earlier because I thought you were going off a competition standpoint like how hard these guys play each other well, see, no, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't bring up the competition yeah we didn't got there yeah, yeah the competition thing and 2020 is definitely more skilled than the 90s I was saying that in my earlier argument to try and like give them that standpoint where I was going to give the 90s more competition no, but, that, but, that, but that's fair not. though because you got to take you, like when we talk about 90 versus 2000s you got to have you got to have it all in consideration talent and competition so it's one big melting pot of, of basketball. You know what I'm saying? So you can't just say the 2000s was better be solely because of athleticism. And also, on the other hand, you can't say the 90s basketball is so much better just because of competition. It's all combined. And I think that's what Jalen was going to get to is that 2000s basketball, the athleticism, what the players can do is crazy. The competition is still there, right? The one, we just haven't seen yeah. it in the last couple of years with the Warriors. But competition is still there. Right. Oh, the gap, the gap in competition between the '90s and 2020s or 2020 is so much smaller than the uh, skill level gap. So yeah, no, I so, agree with the 20. So you, so you brought, so you were saying that you think the '90s had more competition than the 2000s. But the, like, re- the reason I think he says that is think about it too. There's not a lot of there's less team in the '90s because of expansion, like. No, I mean, that's that, That's fair. a big thing, too. Yeah, so a but, lot more. But you got to think, in the 90s, right? Just think the 90s by itself. The Bulls is in the finals six times. Six out of the 10 years. So can we really say there's more competition in the 90s? Because if you I think of... More, I meant that more from a player playing a player perspective, like how hard they play the other guy. Okay, that's fair. Their, uh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's really what I meant by that. No, that's fair. That's fair. And, and one thing I will agree with Lions is about is... Uh, yeah, Chicago did their thing, but look at the West, man. All throughout the '90s, like the West. Besides, I, I really think besides that '97, uh, in '98 when Utah went back-to-back finals. I mean, it's a different team every year in the, in the West in the finals. Them and them in Houston, Houston, oh, Houston, 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 yeah, Houston, 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 yeah. Houston, So yeah, all right, I, okay, but you you say you bring that up, right? Can't we say the same thing about? over the last 10 years because it was always LeBron versus whoever. 
You know what I'm saying? LeBron's team is always coming out the East just like Jordan's Bulls were. And in the West, yeah. he's always facing different people too. You, face, you think about it, he's played San Antonio, Dallas, Oklahoma, San Antonio again, right? Then Golden yeah. State. But there's, that was a five, six-year stretch where he was different different teams. You know what I mean? So it's almost the same thing. And yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, one, one thing we also got to consider is just, man, like free agency just changes everything. Everything, man. Yeah. No, that's I true. I mean, play, player player movement is just, I mean, look at even last year, man. There was, I think it was like there was six of the all guys on all NBA changed teams. Like, this is, it's so easy to become a bot, like a bottom, you know, to go, to mm-hmm. go from a team that wins, you know, like 30 something games and then you could be a contender overnight. You, I think it's, you can't do that in the 90s. Well, let me ask you something. Let me ask you both something. Do you like that? Do you like the idea of, of, player movement do you like the idea of one year you could be a contender the next year or not do you like the idea or do you like it solid for let's say 10 years where we kind of know who the, who the guys are going to be and what teams are going to be on and what teams are going to be contenders what teams are going to be bottom feeders what do you guys prefer do you prefer the idea of players being able to go where they want and go to different places build these new teams one like we said like you said last year golden state's in the finals this year they had the worst record in the league and i had to do the injury and stuff but still yeah you know what i mean so I, what yeah, do you guys I like prefer the movement I was gonna say I like the player movement to a degree. Like it always spices up the league when you see a star on a new team. Like I'll allow that only to the extent where, and even that Warriors team, like three out of the four guys that were drafted by the Warriors, like there's competition amongst the teams where, like you can say, oh, this team can win it, this team can win it. Instead of just one clear cut, they're gonna sweep the finals. I'm all for any player going for whatever they want. I like it. I like it. It uh, spices up the league, and you see a lot of new randoms and. Duos like right now, you got AD and LeBron, you got Kawhi and PG. Just to throw it out there, like we didn't see that last year, and now that's the talk of the NBA. It just spices it up to a whole new degree. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think so. Uh, Jalen, what do you think about that? Man, I'm um, I'm kind of in the middle. I mean, I I see, I, I agree with Lions in a sense, but also some part of me, man, like 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 all right, like I'm a Celtics fan, and the the like the biggest thing I was happy about when they won obviously I love the fact that they won was seeing Pierce hold that trophy at the oh, end God. and seeing how happy he was and that makes me want to throw all... up that makes me want to throw up <laughs> <laughs> and just seeing man after all the stuff he went through like you know what I mean and that he stuck it out I feel like today man a lot of these players like they just have I mean bad seasons like a like, bad season or two like and, and they're done like what like why does Paul George Paul George didn't need to go to to LA, man. Like he, he's got a former MVP on his team. The team was good. They just had, they were bad in the playoffs the last two years. I mean, just get, just go back, you work on your craft and get better. Or like another thing, man, that I always, and I know you're probably not gonna like this, Dan, but is LeBron going back to Cleveland? I get the whole, and and I just, I don't like the way he spun it. I get the whole, yeah, you want to win a, a a championship for his team. But I think at the end of the day, he looked mm-hmm. and he said, I, I got an aging D Wade, I mm-hmm. got Chris Bosch, or I could go play with a 20, you know, three year old Kyrie and I can make this team trade for Kevin Love or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You said and I hate that. I, I, because I, I actually said that's exactly why he left. Like, I get, and you, you, you brought oh, up the way yeah, he's, okay. the way he spun it. He spun it like, I'm going to go back home for Cleveland, which I'm sure in, that was part of it as well. Yeah. But he, yeah, yeah. he had to look at Miami and say, look, I'm, I can't win with these guys anymore. 
Wade is not Wade no, no more. But you, but you really, but but I see. I disagree. I, I feel like he could have still won. No, I, they would. Let me tell you something. They would have won in 2015 if he stayed. Yeah. Right. They. I think they would have won in 2015 if he stayed. And then you got to think 2016. The Heat were one game away from going to the conference finals. Yep. You feel me? So I mean, you never know. But I have a, a a counter to what you said a minute ago, right? About guys sticking it out, and you know, like you said, you mentioned Pierce. He went through these years of being pretty much garbage, and then they got uh, the big three there, in Boston. And they won, right? So he stuck out. You, the picture of him holding the trophy, whatever. That's great, and I and I like that aspect. But here's why that doesn't necessarily work anymore, right? Because the argument that for every player ever, you mentioned Paul George is the same way. Paul George don't have a ring yet, right? And how are we going to look back at guys that don't end up with a ring, right? So I think LeBron was like the first of like the beginning of like, oh, he did, nine years in, he don't have a ring yet, right? He went to Miami, yeah. he won his rings, right? So 20 years from now, right, even though you say, oh, you know, he may went to Miami and whatever, whatever, um, 20 years from now, we'll say, listen, he got two rings. It don't matter how it happened. Same with KD. KD realized, hey, I don't got a ring. Let me go to Golden State. I got two. 20 years from now, we're not going to remember how he got those two rings. We're just going to remember he had them two rings. So Paul George is the same thing. He was playing with Russ. Yeah, they were a great team. But at the end of the day, the Clippers gave him a better opportunity to go win. So at the end of the day, like I said, 20 years from now, we'll remember will we remember Paul George for staying, sticking out in OKC and never winning. Or if he goes to the Clippers and some, maybe they win one in a couple of years, right? So hold I think on, that's hold the on, difference. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Dan, you're you being serious that you think 20 years from now people are gonna forget what KD did? I'm, I'm not jailed on this one. Bro. I'm not, okay, yeah, come I'm on, not, man. Listen, listen. I'm not saying they're gonna forget what happened, but at the end of the day, we're gonna realize we're just gonna look at KD's resume and say KD had two rings, or you know, up to this point, you never know what's gonna happen in Brooklyn or whatever, but. I'm just saying, I don't think they'll forget that he made the move to Golden State. But I think 20 years from now, they're going to look at KD in the record books and just say he had two wins. So, like, I guess I guess the same thing kind of goes with Kobe a little bit, right? Kobe was not the number one guy it, with Shaq. Shaq was the number one guy. He won finals every three times. But when we talk about Kobe, we don't mention that. We mention Kobe won five titles. Yeah, yeah. You feel what I'm saying? I get what you're saying, yeah. But... I'm not taking I'm not taking that away from what he did, right? The Golden Golden State to me, I don't like the decision either. But he knew. Listen, t- listen. As time goes on, these things fade. These things we don't remember these things. Like a lot of people don't remember that Jordan came back in '95 and didn't win. They lost in the conference finals. People don't remember that. People think every time he won, every time he played, he got to the finals and he won every single time, right? Because as time goes on, tw- we're 20 years 20 years old. We forget these things, right? So, Katie, I think LeBron did the same thing, and Katie did the same thing after him. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I agree that, yeah, it's just going to get normalized. But that's also a thing I don't like is, like, I don't want to see that KD going to Golden State normalized. Man, like, Katie, they should have won the championship that year. And I, get the whole, and I get the whole aspect of, yeah, man, like, I would do, man, I would rather play basketball with Steph Curry than Russell Westbrook. I get it. But I mean, like, 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 it's not like the, it's not like KD was playing on the Kings. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he was up three one. No, listen, that. listen. I'm not taking away from what he exactly. did. I understand. I get what he did. I'm just, thing, I'm just the saying. Thing, the thing with Durant is, the thing with Durant is, I'm not mad about him for going to go 
find a team that would be better than that Thunder team that he was on. The uh, problem I have with Durant, even though I'm not going to take much away from his rings, is only a little bit, but it's the fact that, yeah, he was one game away from making the finals and he joined the team that beat him. Yeah. I'm not mad that he joined that good of a team. I'm mad he yeah. was like, oh, this team beat my team, so I'm just going to join them. If it was any other team with just a stacked roster, I don't have nearly as a problem with it, but it's that aspect. Yeah. No, so, that, I mean, I, I get what you guys are saying. But let's move on. Let's go on to the next question before we make this one question last hour. So, Lions, I'm going to go ahead and give you the next question. What do you got? All right, so I'm going to start off with, uh, since we're going from the past, I'm going to really get into the past here. We all know how insane of an athlete and how good at basketball Will Chamberlain was. Put up some insane numbers back in the day. He even had a 50-25 season. Now, looking at it, we all know nowadays there's a three-point line. Maybe he would have adapted that, maybe not. But regardless, if he plays in the league today, what do you see him doing? What? How much do you think he's putting up at night? Jalen, you want to hit that one first? Man, I'm saying... I, I'm, I'm saying he'll average 30 at least 30. He's not getting 50. But, uh, um, yeah, man, he's a, he's at least, he's getting like hard in numbers. Um, one thing, too, that I feel like, um, Lance, do you have, do you have his, what did he shoot from free throw? I can't look at it. I, I don't have it in front of me, but I'm pretty sure it was somewhere between like 55 and 60%, something like that. Yeah, see, that's one thing is I just think, I think basketball is so much smarter now that they'll find ways to even if it's hacker, hacker shack or hacker wilt, stuff like that. Or, um, I mean, even like the thing is, too, man, like, will, yeah, will, will was definitely like a, a good defensive player back in the day, but I mean, let's, my, my biggest thing, too, that even I should have talked about in the 90s, talking about big guys and stuff, but. What what is Will gonna do, too, when he's on the court and um, I mean Steph and Draymond run a pick and roll and now he's in front of Steph, or he's got Kyrie dribbling between his legs doing all these things he's never seen before. Just a quick he's, fact check: uh, Will shot fifty one percent, fifty one point one for his career. Yeah, man. So I mean, it's like that. That's my biggest thing with comparing these these nine the, I mean these um, you know guys in the 60s and stuff is how like how how can they play defense against these guys I'm sure will to get his buckets um and I mean he was an insane athlete when you just you look at everything he's done like not even basketball wise but just um you know stuff he's done like with, like just being an athlete and stuff but uh yeah man I, I would just say I don't think he's averaging 30. But I, I would say he'll have, like, kind of like what Harden's doing now. You know what I mean? Harden's kind of just racking up these 30-point-per-game seasons. I think he'll have something like that. I think that's actually really – a really when I, when I was thinking about this, I didn't think of Harden just because, obviously, they're two different players completely. But I think that's very sol- that's a very solid argument, just this, the sheer will to score the basketball. Like, will being 7-1 prop, honestly, the most dominant player – in basketball history, I know a lot of people say Shaq, but it, no, it was Wilt. Will average fifty, yeah. like what we said. It was Wilt. Um, I think just his sheer size and athleticism, he would get 20, 25 points. Um, you brought up the defense. I think um, you said you know bringing up the pick and the switch and roll, uh, pick and roll and the switching. 
Uh, yeah, he'd probably have some trouble guarding and staying with it, but that kind of goes back to what we said. I think if he plays today, you know, he's a lot smarter. That's that's one. He's a lot more developed, and his body's a little bit better, so he's moving a little bit better. So I don't think he's guarding people on the pick like, let's say, a, a Bam out of buy or something, or a KG, for, for instance, you know what I mean? But I think he'd be a phenomenal rim protector. That's one. But in terms of what he would average, I would give him, I would say about 25 points, just because his size. I mean, think about who's who's stopping Wilt today. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Who stopped Wilt today? I know nobody stopped and back he can, then. And he could pass, too. And he could yeah. pass, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I would, I'd give him, I think he's still getting his rebounds. I, I, I would, Honestly, if I had to put Wilt in today's NBA, I would say he averages 25 and 17. Seems like a pretty solid stat line, to be honest. I mean, like, he'd have a rebound guys like Andre Drummond. Yeah, Andre, yeah. Average, he's having 16 rebounds a game. Oh, 16 now? Damn, Whatever it is, you know what I mean? 15, 16 rebounds a game. So I think Wilt's getting a couple more than that. Yeah, Drummond's that. what? Drummond's 6'10? Yeah. 11? Yeah. Wilt's got like three inches on him. Yeah, and I was going to say, 25 17 seems like a good uh, stat line. Like, and even Jalen's 30. Like, I kind of, when I was writing it down, like, I had that right in between the 25 and 30, and I did like that Harden comparison. I want to say a better one would be a guy like Giannis. Now, yeah, I thought that too. I think, I think he'd work on his ball handling a lot more, like considering how the leads changed. And he wouldn't have Giannis handles. He wouldn't be able to move that elusively. He'd still be athletic enough and determined enough to get to the basket where it just his pure size, athleticism, don't really have anyone stopping that. So even if he didn't develop a jumper, the guy's giving you 30 a night. And yeah. I, think, I don't know. I can't, I can't see how you can't argue against that. Like, you can't yeah. stop. You can't stop the guy in any era. He's one of those guys. He's going to dominate any era. My biggest thing with Will too is um, because I, I I always feel like he was just one of those guys who, I mean, he could step on the court. He was just gifted. My biggest thing with Wilt, if he played in today's game, is just how long his prime would be. Yeah. Because I don't I don't think um, I mean I've read a couple books on Wilt and stuff like that, and I didn't get kind of the vibe that he was you know one of those hardest working type of guys kind of like a Joel and B type mm-hmm. um so that's kind of would be my biggest thing is like I like I could see him averaging 30 and stuff something but I could also see him kind of having like a shack a shack career where you know those last couple you know five years you know Miami and then he had the Phoenix hey, and Cleveland, relax. like hey <laughs> relax. he won that, a championship uh, that, down that here he, that he, that he didn't win in Cleveland up. He won a championship down here. Don't don't you dare disrespect. Yeah, so I mean that that that's what that's what I'd be curious to see is how is how because obviously the competition's better, so how hard does he work on his game to uh to get better or does he just still rely on his skills? Yeah, that's that's fair. So for this one we're kinda all in agreement. We think he'd average between somewhere between twenty, let's say twenty five and thirty with a lot of rebounds, right? Yep. So I think we're all in agreement on this one. All right, so I'll come up with my question now. So this one I thought about recently, and I really had to think about it. So I want you guys to really think about it when you when you answer, and I'll read the details of it. So the question I had was, which trade? So we all know there's two famous trades in history in the last you know, 10, 15 years or whatever. And the first one is James Harden being traded from the Oklahoma City Thunder to the Houston Rockets. That's one. And then Kyrie Irving traded from the Cavs to Boston. Both teams were just coming off a finals appearance uh, where they both lost. Uh, Houston, I mean, uh, Oklahoma City had just lost to Miami in five games um, and 
Oklahoma City basically traded him. They had they didn't want to pay the extra four million in luxury tax that they would have needed to keep him. So they decided they wanted to, to move in a different direction. In the Kyrie instance, Kyrie basically he wanted out. He made it clear he wanted out. And the Cavs took what they felt at the time was the best offer on the table. So I'm going to read to you guys what the trades actually were. Okay, and then we can kind of discuss which trade you think was worse. So first of all, the Kyrie trade, it was Kyrie and future first-round pick uh, to Boston. No, sorry. It was Kyrie for a future first-round pick, which ended up being the eighth overall pick in the draft. Isaiah Thomas, Ante Zizic, and Jay Crowder to the Cavs. All right. So that was the first trade. Uh, the second trade I'm pulling that up right now. So James Harden was traded from the Oklahoma City Thunder to Houston, uh, along with Daquan Cook and Cole Aldridge, in exchange for Kevin Martin, Jeremy Lamb, and two future first-round picks, which became Stephen Adams and Mitch McGarry. So just shout out Mitch McGarry. Yeah, for real. Um, just hearing the details of the trade, what trade do you think was worse? Yeah, let me let me go first because it's ahead. not even it's not right. even close. It's oh, not wow. even close. Oh wow! I mean, the Oklahoma City man. First things first, they could have they could have kept him. I mean, they it, even the luxury tax thing. They could have they could have kept all four guys because I mean, Sir. The biggest thing was with Surge. They mm-hmm. wanted to pay Surge and not not Harden. Correct. Um, and I mean, I get it. You want to guard a wing. And you want to keep the big guy. I understand that. But we all know that no one knew at that time that James Harden was going to be James friggin' Harden. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't think anyone, and if you thought that, you're lying. But I think we all knew that Harden was going to be special. I mean, he was going to be, in my mind at the time, like a Ginobili light. Mm-hmm. He, he, he had a very Ginobili light, especially coming off the bench and everything. Um but I mean, that was one of those trades that even at the time, and I mean, he wasn't in his prime like I think Kyrie was. Um, I mean, it's only happened a couple of years ago, but for the Kyrie trade. But I mean, I just I think I think even that their chemistry together was so good. Um, and I mean, you didn't even get much back either. Like, I mean, even if you're if you're Cleveland, you could still say because. At the time, that eighth, the, the pick that ended up being the eighth pick was the Brooklyn pick. I mean, that was one of the most soft-off assets at the time. It, it could have been the first pick, technically. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't like a draft-day trade. And then, I mean, you have a guy with Isaiah Thomas who, yeah, he had the injuries. But, I mean, he averaged more points than, than Kyrie that year. I mean, the guy was playing like a top-five point guard at least. And then you have Jay Crowder who, I mean, he was looked at as one of the best role, role guys in the league. Had a good contract, like, I mean, when the harder trade, yeah, you get those picks that, you know, could be good. I mean, one was obviously Steven Adams, who's still a good contributor on Oklahoma. But, I mean, even Kevin Martin, like, we knew who Kevin Martin was. Yeah, he gets you a bucket here and there, but, I mean, he's not a guy who is can do things that Harden could do. You know what I mean? At least with the Cleveland side, if you're trading um, Kyrie – uh, you're getting at least some, I mean, like I said, no one knew what Isaiah was going to be and how far it was going to be. But, I mean, on paper, you look at Isaiah Thomas and you're like, we're getting back at least eight, at least 90% of the production just offensively. And the thing I would say, too, is this, is, this might be controversial, but 
I mean, take away my love for Isaiah Thomas as a Celtics fan, but I'm still doing that trade a hundred times out of the, out of the day. Like I, I'm still doing that trade. The reason, even if Kyrie leaving, because I mean that shouldn't change my opinion of the trade because he left and because he ends up becoming a drama queen and all this other stuff that I want to get into. But I mean, because they got Kyrie, that that just that changed the whole team around. I mean. Like, Gordon would have already been there, but, I mean, just even having Kyrie there, man, think of all the stuff that, I mean, think of just, they they knew right away, we're going to be a championship team from day one. I mean, think of what that does to a guy like Tatum. Like, who knows if Tatum is Tatum, what he is now, if he didn't get to play with Kyrie. I do. For, I know that for a fact. I, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I, I mean, I know he's still going to be skilled, but, I mean, just, just even, I mean, seeing, like, no, I get yo, it. this is. You know what I'm saying? No, like having it, another it. superstar. Around. I just wanted to mention that because I'm extremely high on Tatum. That's why. That's why I stuck that. It, 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 yeah, yeah. And another thing too. I mean, if they if they don't make that trade, they 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 don't get out of the first round probably that year because I mean you're stuck with Isaiah. The only reason, like, and that was one of my favorite teams ever. The year that they got a game away from going to the finals. But I mean, let's be honest. They're not they're not getting that far unless they have home court. They're no. not beating Milwaukee unless they have home court. And Kyrie's a big reason why they had him on court. And I'm just talking about the first season. I don't even want to talk about the last year that he was on Boston. Yeah. But, I mean, I just think for what he even did that, even, I mean, he only played pretty much three quarters of a season, but just how much that helped him for, I mean, yeah, Steven Adams is a good, you know, I mean, Steven Adams was, is, is a good, decent center. But, I mean, Kevin Martin lasted there, what, like a year and a half? A year, a year. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, so I, I get what you're saying. I get everything you're saying. As long as I'm going to give you a chance to interject as well. Um, but I think you're looking at it. You're looking at the Kyrie trade from the from the the perspective of Boston. Right? Oh, okay, okay. You're, yeah, you're, you're looking at it at, from, the, from Boston. I'm looking at it from Cleveland's perspective and Oklahoma City's perspective. So Kevin Martin, right? And I understand. So I understand why they did both trades. I, I think Kyrie was more explainable because like i said you, you mentioned okay so you didn't have to do trade right yeah so i i understand that but if you look at kevin martin the season prior so let's go to the past two seasons before he was traded there he averaged 21 and the season after that he averaged 23.5 okay so you're saying he, he's a he's an okay score the average 23 24 points a game is pretty good Right, so they. I think what Oklahoma saw, and I think Boss or Cleveland saw the same thing, is that hey, we can get rid of this guy, and we can bring in a guy who would replicate similar numbers to what they to what this other guy was doing. Right, so they they thought okay, if we if we bring him in there, he can replicate what James Harden did off the bench, which um which he pretty much did. Right, so the only reason we look at it differently, I think, is because of what James Harden turned out to be. But you mentioned it earlier. I don't know if we ever saw James Harden be James Harden if he wasn't traded, right? So if James Harden said in OKC, is he the same James Harden we've always known? Or does he somehow explode and become James Harden we know now? Same thing with the Cleveland trade. Because I think Cleveland thought, okay, we're going to get rid of Kyrie, who averages 24 a game. We can bring in IT, who the season prior averaged 29. Now, I know they're not the same player. Obviously, Kyrie's a better basketball player, and the injury was the big thing on that trade. But I think they, they thought the same thing. All right, well, we can get rid of him. We can bring back a guy who can do, let's say, 70% of what Kyrie can do. We're also going to get Jay Crowder, who's a good 3 and D guy. I'd love to play with LeBron. 
and the number the eight overall pick from Brooklyn, right? So I think if I'm Cleveland and you know Kyrie wants to be out, I don't think that's a bad trade because we know Kyrie doesn't want to be there. I think they got a good return for Kyrie. It just didn't work out because of Isaiah's injury. Same they, thing with they got a much they got a much better return, a much better return. Because I even think too, I think you, I think OKC could have just gotten more for Harden. Mm-hmm. Like think about even today, man. Uh, Harden was what 20, 22? 24, 23, I think. 23? I mean, I mean, you like you saw the guy, yeah, no one thought he was going to win MVP or average 35. But, I mean, I thought Harden would be an all-star. Yeah. Lions, what do you got? And uh, I, this is kind of where I want to come in. So I agree with the aspect of, I think, Cleveland definitely took in a better trade for Kyrie than what OKC did for Harden. And I just a couple things I kind of want to touch on that you guys were talking about. Uh, with Tatum, what if it broke out if Kyrie was there or not? kind of think this year is the reason why Tatum's breaking out. Now, Kyrie was a very good basketball player, and Tatum was able to do his thing alongside him, but there's certain types of guys in this league, and this kind of goes for the same thing as Harden. You can be at your peak when you have the ball most in your hands, when you know you're that guy for a team like Tatum is right now, like Harden is for the Rockets. Harden, if he stayed in that situation, that trade didn't happen, would have been behind Russ, still would have been behind KD. He wouldn't be able to create for himself as much as he can now. And that's where he's kind of able to grow that confidence and be able to grow his repertoire and his arsenal and his bag just become this dominant scorer that we see today. And with Tatum, I think maybe I had to part to do with Brad Stevens' uh, system when Kyrie was there as well, where Tatum was settling for more mid-range jump shots, and maybe that was a result of him changing his game. Um, but just going back to the overall trade aspect of it, at the time, like Jalen was saying, that Brooklyn pick did have the potential to be a number one, so that alone, it's just that potential to be a number one pick is already better than what OKC got mm-hmm. hard. And you bring in yeah. Isaiah Thomas, who he, he's a question mark. He could be a 30-point-per-guy or a 30-point-per-game guy. He could be a 10-point-per-game guy. Unfortunately, it was only the 10-point, but it was just another aspect that you could have brought in that made uh, could have been an insane team in Cleveland that year. Crowder, we always love role players around here. He was able to come in there, kind of do his thing. Not maybe as good as it was in Boston or even. FYI, I himself. love Crowder right now in Miami. When he was traded to Miami, right. I loved what I saw. Miami, good yeah. pickup. He's had a good year, man. Even him, mm-hmm. too. He had a really good year. Mm-hmm. Actually, we can't forget about Ante Scissors. Now I'm playing. No, we can. <laughs> uh, but no, overall, that summer, that summer league, though, I thought it was going to be good. Now, <laughs> uh, overall, I think that uh, the Thunder definitely fell compared to the Kyrie trade. They got a lot less than what they could have gotten. Even though they wanted to move him, they could have dipped in luxury tax, but uh, we didn't know what he could have turned out to be, and I don't think he would have turned out to what he was going to be if he didn't get traded. But even still, Harden, uh, with the Harden trade, they had the worst scenario compared to the Kyrie one. No, I, I agree. I, I agree. I think the Harden trade was worse. But when I thought about it, I kind of thought it was so clear-cut that the Harden trade was worse. And I know, Jalen, you feel that way. But I, when I when you look deeper into it, I think both teams did – sort of the same thing. Um, Houston, I mean, Oklahoma did it for no reason, right? But they did kind of the same thing where they got a guy who they think they, that could replace 70, 75% of what that other player did while getting a couple of things in return. So I thought the trades were a, a lot closer than I initially realized. So I kind of, that's that's why I brought to bring the question up. Which trade was actually worse and were they a lot closer than we, you know, actually realized? Yeah, before before we switch, I just want to, two things I just want to add. Um, my my thing about Tatum, I just want to when I when I meant by that is I don't I like if Kyrie's not on the team, like yeah he might be different. Um, I mean he, I mean he might be the same guy now, 
But really what I'm trying to say is that first um, regular season when he was with Kyrie, I think that helped him so much because he didn't have the pressure on having to get 20 a night or something. I think if they don't make that trade and then you have a hurt Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder who wants all these minutes because he was a certain small forward before, you know, that, that position's logged up. You still got to give Jalen minutes. I think it's a lot tougher for him than, That's I mean, fair. he pretty much, he started that year yeah. off. It's just like stand in the corner and play defense. He's a three and D guy pretty yeah, much. That's fair. He, he'd have, yeah. That's kind of what I mean by that. So, I mean, I think because he did that and he excelled in that role that by the time Kyrie got hurt and it was time for him to be the, to be the man in the playoffs that he was a lot comfortable with it because he saw I could already succeed at this role and he knew he was going to be a superstar. So I could, accelerate to this other role um and then my other thing is i just man i was i was a big kevin martin fan not a big one but i mean i always liked his game and stuff but i just think i just think i mean yeah i get the points but i just i always thought kevin martin was an empty points guy man and i mm-hmm. think i get i get i get like yeah you can sell that to your fan base to like a i think isaiah was the same though i think isaiah is empty points as well Man, I know that. I know you guys don't want to hear that. See, I know y'all want to hear that because you're Celtics fans. But Isaiah has always been empty points. That team was really good. Brad, and let me just have. I just have to bring up this one point. Leading the league in fourth quarter, fourth quarter scoring, being one of the most clutch players in the league, is empty scoring to you. Great, I love those numbers. They're fantastic. But I don't. I, I Isaiah to me, and Lions have heard me say this a million times. I just don't like. And I know this is going to sound a little weird. I don't like short guys being my number one who put up a ton of points. Like, I just, I know Lions, Lions have had this debate a lot on, on the pod before, but I just think Isaiah, I don't think he was directly leading the team to wins as much as like a Kyrie would or even a Tatum does, right? I think that that team was just so perfect around him and the coaching was really good. I don't know what the hell happened to Brad since then because I don't think he's a good coach anymore. I know it's a hot take, but anyway. Um, oh, that, 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 I'd say he's, he's falling off, Jalen. He's falling off. He's still a good coach, he but he's... What's he, what has he done this year, though? This I, mean, year? I, don't love, I still don't love his offensive set, and his defense is still just switch everything for the most part. That's one issue I have, and my second issue is he does not make adjustments. I've watched a lot of Celtics games. He doesn't make, He doesn't adjust anything. But anyway, that's not what we're talking I, I, about. That's I, do, not, I, do, I do agree. I do agree. Yeah, that's not what we're talking about. But I think Isaiah was another guy empty points, and it only worked because of the team around him and the, uh, the coaching staff, as I mentioned. So that, that, that's, that's my that's my short little opinion. That's my short little opinion because Isaiah was averaging not much less points the season seasons prior and led to absolutely nothing. The only reason they led to something is because again the team around him and coaching. That's my opinion. And y'all don't like y'all don't want to hear that. But Isaiah, but I, but before that year in Boston, his numbers were empty. Were they not? I mean, they still he led the team to the playoffs. And that's and my thing. And the numbers, not, though. They didn't do I'm anything. Com- I'm comparing play. Well, because they, they lost to who? Cleveland? Like. Yeah, no, they got demolished by Cleveland. Oh, it was, it was, at, it was, no, it was Atlanta. It was to Atlanta in the oh, first that, round. I hated that series. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, he still had, I think, um, I, was at, I was at game three that year. He had 42. No, I, I know. Listen, I'm not saying he can't score. He, of course he can score the ball. He led the league in scoring or was top three in the league in scoring one year. I get that. That's great. I just think, like I said, outside of that one year we saw from Isaiah, it's an empty numbers his whole career. Uh, 
sure, I can see that. Celtics, I think it's a bit different, but uh, I think we should get on to the next question at this yeah. point. All right, and before we go on to the next question, I do want to take a moment to give a shout out to our sponsor. So, Jalen, we'll bring this back to you and give us your second question. All right, this is an interesting one. So, um, let's just um, we're gonna go back and just say, would you rather build your team around a point guard? or a wing now this is kind of like a pass um question because we can kind of like just take like a pretty decent all-star pretty decent sport so like one comparison i made is jason kidd and vince carter you know they both play long careers like let's not even talk about like team success and who won a title stuff like that just you could start your career with you know guys who's going to make you know seven something all-star teams which they, i think they both did about the same all-star teams pretty much same accolades and stuff but would you rather pick the point guard or the wing so i'll take the lead on this one lines here um i'm gonna say wing but i really hate the example you gave because i think vince carter is one of the most overrated players to ever play the game of basketball but that's another topic for another day um, what, what, what would be what would be a good comparison then just like let's so like let so like i would say something like could you say um let's say Chris Paul or Kawhi Leonard. Is that is that accurate? Is that fair? Okay, okay. Is that, yeah. is that a fair? I'm just thinking I'm thinking of guys that I would want on my team. You know what I mean? Is that, uh, is that fair? The only, the, only, the only reason I don't like that one is because who Kawhi was the first couple of years. Okay, you know what I mean? all right, all right. So let's so let's, do, let's go back a little more. Would I rather have um, Steve Nash? No, because Magic's a tall point guard. That's different. Um, yeah, yeah. They're... Would I rather have, let's say, Steve Nash, or um, well, I can't, I can't even think right now. Steve Nash, Trace McGrady. Yeah, that's a tough one too. I, I get your question. I get. I understand your question. Yeah. Right. I get your yeah. question. Right. My answer is wing, and I mentioned it a, a little bit on the previous question. Uh, I just don't like building my team around smaller players um and i i mean lion talked about this when the cat uh when boston signed kemba and gave him all that money i said i didn't like it just because I, I don't like giving a 510 player of was four or five year max whatever that is i just for some reason it one it's defense the, the wing can be more more versatile so they can guard more positions whereas your point guard can really only guard one or two positions you're your wing, if you have the right wing, obviously. And that's, that's why I was trying to bring up the players, because you have to have the right type of player, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. It, it, it yeah. really depends. So I, so for me, I would just say wing, because when they can do more, defensively especially, um, and they typically have one, one job, right? So their one job would be... I mean, when you... I said that wrong. When, you, when you're building your team around someone, they have multiple jobs, Right. Whereas I want my point guard to be strictly focused on playing defense on the, the other team's point guard and being a distributor, distributor and shooter. That's what I want on my point guard, if that makes sense. Okay. And I, I, I see where you're coming from. I'm going to kind of take a different standpoint from this, even though, yeah, I agree with the wing. I'd rather have the wing. I kind of look at it like this, just kind of looking at it in terms of today's NBA too, and even the past. So overall, I think there's a lot more good, great floor generals than there are the great wings and if i'm trying to win a championship just how history speaks there's always at least one superstar on a team like there are some years where there's not but most case there is and 
you're going to find a more elite player at that wing position than your point guard. So I'd rather have an elite wing and a good point guard than an elite point guard and a good wing. Because your point guard is still going to distribute the ball and be a good floor general, regardless for the most part. But when you need that guy down the stretch, give you those buckets to make those stops, and you have that in your wing, I think that's going to translate to more team success overall. I think that's my biggest kind of... I think that's kind of what I was trying to get at. I'll catch you. I was just really complicated what I was saying for whatever reason. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, for me, it really, it all, I mean, positions are position, and yeah, I'd rather have, obviously, I'd rather have the tower player. Um, but, I mean, for me, it's really the two-way. Like, whoever's the better mm-hmm. two-way. Even one comparison I was just thinking of on the top of my head is uh, maybe Paul George or, like, Damian Lillard. Know what I mean? Guys, see, but I'd rather have Dame. I'd rather have Dame. Really? Yeah. yeah see, because yeah, I, I just think Dame's a much better player than Paul George is. And I would, like Paul George was the guy I was thinking about for my wings. I think he's the perfect type of wing, right? Yeah. Long, can shoot, play defense, got a mid-range game type of thing. But I couldn't think of a point guard to match him. So like yeah. maybe maybe we could say like uh, Paul George or Kyrie Irving. Take out, take take out the the stuff from Kyrie Irving, all the baggage that comes with Kyrie. And that's that's kind of the co- comparison I was looking at. I would rather I'm just take... I'm taking Paul George. I'm taking Paul yeah, George. Yeah, I am too. I am too. Yeah. And honestly, man, I love Dame. Dame's probably, Dame's probably my favorite player in the yeah, league. Yeah, he's one of my favorite players. Who's I love not, Dame. Who's not, a, who's not a Celtic. And I would still take Paul George over him. Over Dame? I mean, really? Not, yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean he could he could get a bucket at he can get a bucket at the end just like Dame. Uh, the only thing I will say Dame has is he has the leadership. Um, I think I think guys guys want to play with Dame. I See, that's the thing. I'd rather build team. my team around Dame than I would Paul George. Because I think Dame, like you said, is a better leader, and I just think he's a better player. Like I, I really I really do. And that's one of the times that yeah. that's one of the that's one of the very rare cases where I would take the shorter player over the over the wing. Yeah, I would say that that is one of the um I think the positives if if you're taking just like let's get rid of the players, let's just say, you know, a six eight small forward or like a six three point guard. Yeah, I'm I taking mean, a six, if you're just if you're if, yeah, if you're picking the average point guard, um, I mean ninety percent of the time they're probably gonna be, unless they're Kyrie Irving, a better leader because they're the point guard. I mean, yeah. they're used to running offense then, I mean, a wing who, yeah, they've probably been the player on their team the whole time, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be a leader. And, I mean, a point guard, yeah, in today's game it's a little bit different because, I mean, yeah, you a lot, a lot of the point guards, you know, they have to score, you know, a lot more than maybe a guy like Steve Nash who back mm-hmm. in the day. But, I mean. Yeah, he's, he's like the prototypical point guard when I think of point guard. Chris Paul and Steve Nash, those are the two. That's why I brought those two up earlier. Really? Not Jake Kidd? I always see. I like Jake Kidd, but I think Jake Kidd's bigger. Like I just think he's a bigger point. He's been a, he's a point guard at the guard's body. He's I think six three though. He's, he's short. He's short, but he's bigger. He's bulkier. Yeah, he's yeah, bigger. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he, I could I could take Jake Kidd and put him on the block. He can get a bucket for me, if need be. Yep. Whereas yeah, Steve yeah. Nash not doing that for me. Yeah. Or John Stockton's yeah, yeah. not doing that for me. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I think I think I think he's more of like a a shorter two guard than he is a point guard. But he plays the position of a point guard how I want a point guard to play. You know what I mean? But like my ideal point guard is Steve Nash because he's a phenomenal floor general, and he can shoot yep. the ball, lights out. 
But I would want the more of the body of Jason Kidd where I can take him. He can be effective on multiple parts of the court. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he can bang a little bit more. He'll get some rebounds, get you a triple-double once in a while. Right. That's what I meant by so, that. So we're all, we're all going wing, right? Yeah, I think yeah, we're all in agreement here, wing. All right, let's move on to the next question. Lions, you go. All right, so I got one that I know my guy Dan hates. Oh, Lord. Uh, you know we love these around here. It's one of our one-gotta-go things. So we got MVP, regular oh, MVP. Oh, don't do this. Isn't here. I got to do it, bro. Don't do this. But we one. got... Uh, 96 Jordan. We got, I think it was 99 or 2000 Shaq. Here, I, here I'm he pulling it up right now. I'm pulling it up right now. I got it. I already know what this yeah, is because you sent it to me. So I'll, I'll, I'll read it off. So okay. it's one's got to go on the regular season. So it doesn't have to do with playoffs. This is the regular season. So it's 72 and 10 Michael Jordan. It's MVP Shaq where they went 67 and 15. He averaged, I'll go over their, their numbers. It's 2013 LeBron, and then it's unanimous MVP Steph. So I'll go over the numbers really quickly. So I'll start off with Jordan. Jordan averaged 30.4 points per game, 3-0.4, 6.6 rebounds, 4.3 assists, 2.2 steals. He shot 49.5% from the field, um, and he shot 42.7% from three while shooting 3.2 attempts, and he was about 83% from the line. So you have those numbers. I'm going to give you Shaq now. Shaq, 29.7 points per game, 13.6 boards, 3.8 assists per game, 3 blocks per game, 57% from the field. Steph's MVP season, 30.1, 30.1 points per game, 5.4 rebounds, 6.7 assists, 2.1 steals, he shot 50.4, 50.4 from the field, 45.4 from three while taking 11 attempts a game. That's amazing, 11 attempts. Crazy. 90.8 from the free throw line, and the team went 73-9. and nine. That's the year that they broke the record for the most wins in the regular season. And then LeBron's 2013 season, he averaged 26.8 points per game, 8.0 rebounds per game, 7.3 assists, 1.7 steals, 56.5% from the field, 40.6, 40.6 for threes, washing 3.3 attempts, and 75.3 from the free throw line. And the Heat went 66 and 16, had the 27 game winning streak in that regular season. Okay, so that's the question. So, Jalen, I'll let you go. Who, which one's got to go? Yeah, so you got to keep you keep three. But you got to get rid of one of that. All those four players. Who's got to go? Sorry, Dan, but he's got to go, man. He's got to go. I mean, if I'm, I like, I'm not even a big like points per game. I'm kind of looking at. I mean, yeah, he had the least amount of points per game out of these four, at 26, round up to about 27. Um, his rebounding was good, but I mean, just, I mean, I think if you're looking at these three players, man, like, I mean, Jordan shot a better three-point percentage. I mean, everyone gives Jordan crap about, yo, he didn't wasn't a three-point shooter. I mean, yeah, and LeBron wasn't what he is now as a three-point shooter. Um, I mean, pretty much the same attempts. Um, but, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, eight, eight rebounds a game, 7.3 assists per game, that's amazing. But, like, just 
the biggest thing for me, man, is that free throw percentage. Like 75, man, from a guy who has the ball in his hands all the time. Yeah, you can give Shaq all his crap about, I mean, yeah, he doesn't make free throws and stuff. But I will say, man, Shaq always had that clutch gene that he hit him when he counts. I mean, I don't think Braun definitely – he has a lot of stuff, man. I even ask Skip Bayless, man. He'll, he'll probably... Oh, don't stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, he, he has just... Mo- There's times, man, that... And I'm sure you, you can, like, ha- you, you can definitely relate to it. Like, you see Braun in the fourth quarter, and he needs a free throw, and he's shaky, man. Like, and especially this is... Was it was this the first year they won or the second this year? This is the second year. This is a back to back. The second? Yeah. Oh, okay. But I mean I still think that yeah, his confidence is still high, but I mean, I don't think he and I still even think he has it in his game today that when he goes to the free throw line, I don't I'm gonna be honest with you real quick. I'm gonna be honest with you real quick. His free throws yeah. now are worse than they were back then because if you look at a lot of the playoff games, not this season, but the season prior, there was a lot of times he shot fifteen plus and would hit about twelve or thirteen of them. I'll pull up the numbers later on, but I'm just letting you know that. But again, we're talking about the season, and you can only go off of the numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's just one of my biggest things. Is when I look at the other three seasons, um, I just I don't see just just there's something about Braun's season that I look at it and I'm like, eh, I could have a little bit more. I mean, when I look at Jordan, what more do I want from Jordan, man? Some more assists. Like that wasn't how they played in the triangle, and he's still giving me 4.3 assists. And I know too that Jordan's going to, um, you know, make the right play every single time. Like, he'll pass to an open guy if there's a second lap. Same thing, I'll always get Braun that. Braun will make the right basketball play. Shaq will, all four of these players will. But, I mean, I can't take Steph out. That was, I, I didn't watch Jordan play. Um, I mean, I remember, um, I've seen Shaq play, obviously, and, I mean, Shaq was, was dominant. And I think Steph was just as dominant as a point guard, man. Like, Steph was must-see TP that year. Um, I, that's the best offensive season I've ever seen for someone. I don't care about your stats. You, like, I'm looking at the stats now, but I'm just saying, if you ask me, gun to my head, what was the best offensive season you've seen from someone in your lifetime, I'd say this this uh, this season by Steph. So, it, it's got it's got to be Braun just because – I just there's just something about him that season that I feel like he couldn't give me well like there's just a little bit more he could have given me which these other three players I don't see. Right, I'm gonna go next just because like I'm, I'm gonna say Braun too, but I kind of much oh closer about it, kind of like Jadget is. I think Jack and Steph are absolutely safe it's between Braun and MJ for me. Jack had the most dominant season as a big man. He literally cannot be stopped in the paint, grab boards at ease, put up 30 a game, and put up three blocks a game in career center. Being able to do that is huge, and you just carry the Lakers at that point. That's individual yep. season. Warriors, Steph, when I watched something, I was kind of a slight Warriors fan before KD joined. Everyone hated the Warriors because they were successful, but just watching him and how good he was at the game of basketball, like I had to turn them on every night to watch what he was doing. And in terms of those two, those two carried their teams more, more valuable to their team success than Jordan and LeBron were to their teams. I got to keep those two. Jordan versus LeBron for me, it's, I, I still go back and forth about it, like the mountain head between those two seasons. Um, the only reason I'm going to say LeBron, I'm going to give him credit before I get rid of him. LeBron easily have had MVP 
possibly could have been unanimous. And it definitely should have. One vote off unanimous. One yeah. vote. Yeah. Carmelo, and got, Carmelo got the other one. Yep. That's the, the 30 point uh, game season with the Knicks. And the other thing is, he should have won Defensive Player of the Year over uh, Marcus The only reason I'm. Gasol did not even make all defensive first team. Okay, I'm still extremely salty about this one. <laughs> Just bef- okay, I'm done. But I'm I'm really I'm angry about this. Yeah, the only reason I'm keeping Jordan here is just at, at the time was the best record in the NBA. The Bulls were seen as this unstoppable force, and MJ was a pure leader of that. The reason why he's on the cusp to me, though, is you take Jordan off that team, they're still going to be a pretty good team. Mm-hmm. But Jordan, they're a very good team. He's that leader you need. Bron's a very good leader too, but I think Jordan. In terms of his leadership and what he provides to the team and his value, it's just slightly over for that season LeBron was that year. I think, to me, I think LeBron that year, and Dan's going to say this as well probably, uh, that is one of the best seasons I've seen from a player just in terms of skill, like offensively, defensively, athleticism. It was a freak of nature. But when I wanted have one of these guys and I say, okay, I need you to go out there and win me as many games as possible and just be an absolute legend out there. Slightly have to get rid of LeBron. Listen, your points, both of you guys make good points and they're fair. And if you choose LeBron, you choose, I mean, it's fine. All these are the, these are probably the four greatest seasons we've ever seen in basketball. Can we pretty much agree on that? These are the four greatest seasons we've ever seen. Yeah. This is no, this is no doubt. Like, yeah, like we're not trashing these seasons. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. These are the four greatest individual seasons to me in the history of basketball. All right. Um, so I'm gonna, to me, and I, this is just my opinion. And maybe this is a bit of a a bias thing. Who, maybe right. I to me, this LeBron season was the greatest, in my opinion, the best individual season I've ever seen from a player ever. Right. And I know Steph's season was phenomenal. And I'm going to get to all these guys really quickly. But I know Steph's season was phenomenal. So to me, there's, there's a knock on all these players, right? Um, Steph would be the, the defense. So the other three guys were defensive player of the year candidates. All within the top three for all these seasons. Steph's not even remotely close. I know the steals numbers are high at 2.1. But steals is such a, uh, I guess, incomplete defensive stat. I think just being in the right place at the right time for no reason, can get you steals. That's just me. Um, so I think, to me, defense for Steph, that's my hit on, hit on him. Shaq, my hit on, I don't really, I think Shaq made, I have no, really no hit on Shaq, other than he played with Kobe this season. Uh, Kobe was phenomenal. Shaq, and then I guess the free throws like you mentioned earlier, but 30 points, 14 rebounds, four assists, and three blocks is pretty high. That's That's a phenomenal season. Uh, Jordan, the only argument I have, and I know Lion mentioned it a little bit, is that when Jordan didn't play, the Bulls were still great, right? And when LeBron didn't play, the Heat were not very good this season, right? So this was this was the third year into the big three. Dwayne Wade was not Dwayne Wade anymore. Chris Bosh was still, uh, pretty much, he was good, but he wasn't Chris Bosh like the first couple of years, or even in Toronto. So when LeBron didn't play, the team was not very good. So in terms of more valuable, I think, LeBron was the most valuable player on this team because you think about it. If you take, if you take um, LeBron off the Heat, they're not. They were. They were. They were a playoff team. Let me put it. That. They were a playoff team, but they weren't. They weren't the 66 win team. They don't go on the 27 game winning streak without LeBron. Like I said, to me, I think out of these four seasons, this was the most complete player from a scoring perspective, from a shooting perspective, 
from defensive um, perspective because to me, LeBron here, I know we could say Shaq or Jordan was maybe a better on-ball defender, but I think out of all these four teams, I'm not, I'm not really not talking about Steph in terms of defense, but for the other three, LeBron could guard all five positions this season. And if you watch the season, he was guarding wing, uh, wings, point guards, and he was switching on the centers, and he was guarding really well. So, I, again, I mentioned earlier, I think he was Rob Defensive Player of the Year. So I And then, like I said, eight rebounds, seven assists a game. So he was a point guard for the team while being the leading scorer and the number one defender. And I didn't even mention it. He shot almost 57% from the field. Him and Shaq basically shot the same percentage. That's insane from a non-big man. One, one, thing, one thing I'll add to, Dan, is remember, I want to say up until January, Braun was shooting 60 from yep. the field. He had a like, streak. Yeah. He had a streak where it was six games in a row. He averaged 30 points and shot 60% from the field. And the game that he broke that streak on, he had 39 and shot 58%. Like, come on. This was the most efficient season I've seen from anybody. And it was, the, in my opinion, probably the best defensive um, season I've seen from LeBron. And like I said, he was the number one scorer, he was the floor general, and he was the number one defender on the team. So in terms of most, I think he was the most valuable out of all these guys, in my opinion. So I still haven't answered the question of who's got to go. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So okay. Think, think about this. So you think that... Like, Maybe it's Shaq. Maybe it's Shaq. Shaq's the only other one I could I, I, I think it could be Steph, dude. No. It's between Shaq and Steph. Yeah, no, I think it's Steph, I think it's Shaq and LeBron. Steph, Steph, like I said, no, I, I Steph is phenomenal. Like I said, I, I to, for some, I, he just didn't do as much as LeBron did for the team. I just well, look at that. Steph, what, Steph, Steph yeah. is one of those guys though that you know. Steph, Steph, Steph can walk around on one ankle, man. And Steph, no, as, I, listen, as long as he's I, on the court, he's he's a decoy. He's he's. I know, I get yeah. it, I get it. But I just think what LeBron was able to do for that team, and I, like I said, these are, like I said, these are the four best seasons ever. So it's hard to nitpick, hard to nitpick, but. I think LeBron was just, um, he did more for his team than Steph did. And like I said, it's so hard to nitpick these seasons because they're the four greatest seasons ever. But if I have to answer the question of who's got to go, I go back and forth with these. I said LeBron was the, that was the best season I've ever seen, period. Um, and Shaq, I think, was just so dominant that I, I refuse to take him off because he averaged, like I said, four assists and three blocks a game. That's insane. For center to average four four assists is is pretty impressive, and he shot fifty seven percent on the field as well. Uh, so I, to me, I think it this is this is so hard. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Jordan's got to go. I'm gonna say Jordan's got to go. Huh? I think Jordan. I agree with Lion. Jordan was my third. He was my third guy. I think Jordan's got to go, and I'm very close between him and Steph. And the only reason I would say Steph is simply because of the defense. Like, I think the other three guys, like I said, were defensive player of the year candidates all three of these years. So I think that's half the game. Half the game's defense. And he and he didn't play that. And the fact that I'm still not saying him just shows how amazing his offensive season was. Does that make sense? No, I do agree. Hold on. So I, one thing I'm going to clarify. Do you think Braun had the best offensive season out of any of these four guys? No, Steph did. Okay, okay. I, I, thought, it, I thought you said that. Clear. No, no, no. Okay. Steph, this was the greatest offensive season probably ever. Yeah, probably, I, I agree. Probably ever. Um, but like I said, the reason LeBron can't go is just because of how much he did for the team and in different aspects. Like he did so much more in certain – like maybe Steph the better scorer. 
Jordan was a better free throw shooter, and Shaq was more dominant, I guess. But in terms of an all-around player and what he was able to do, I think LeBron. Just like I, like I said, his passing, his playmaking ability, his shooting, his percentage, his efficiency. That's why he's safe to me because he did everything. Uh, Jordan, the reason, the only reason I'm saying Jordan's got to go is because Lions mentioned it a little bit. When Jordan didn't play, the team was still amazing. The team was just, team was just good when Jordan was not four. That's really the only, that's the only thing I can say. <laughs> it's tough, man. It's tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can, yeah, you can. There's no right answer, so right. It's really all your own personal opinion. Right, and to me, Shaq is safe just because of how like it was just the stats don't even show how dominant he was that year. Like if you watch the games, the all okay, all these stats here we see from these guys don't show how great they were that that year, including Steph. Even though his his stats are insane. Well, one thing I'll say about Shaq is I think you could argue the same thing that like I was just doing with Steph as, I mean, once he's if he's just on the court, the other team's sweating. You could say the same thing with Shaq. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you say the same with all these guys, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Offense, yeah, he's just that fear, you know, you have in someone. Yeah. I mean, to me, there's nothing. I mean, it, it, you can't go You said you can't go wrong with it either of these seasons. Like, yep. e- either one you pick, that's that's it. All right, so we're going we're gonna to wrap up this question. And is it my turn to ask a question? No, no I do. You're next. I'm next, right? Um, so this one... It doesn't really necessarily go along with the past, but I guess it does at the same time. So my question is, what defines a dynasty in the NBA, right? So we've seen some dynasties. We've seen Bill Russell Celtics. You know, we've seen Jordan's Bulls, Magic's Lakers, Duncan Spurs, Shaq's Lakers, Miami, Golden State. Uh, what to, to you, what defines a dynasty? Lions, go ahead and start with this one. So I kind of broke it down to, I can see it from three different perspectives. You got to have one of at least one of these three things. So the okay. first one I got down is I'd have three trips within a six-year stand. A six, I just kind of felt like it was the right number. Like it's a pretty short period of time. You're saying three like, trips to the finals, three championships, three championships. Like okay. actually one. Okay. I like three of those within a six-year stand. Uh, you always got to have winning season with championships for over a decade. Or your team's in, or your team's in, impact drastically shifts the league. I was writing those down. I kind of had teams in mind for that. Not necessarily the first one. That's kind of my general one. But always having winning seasons with championships for over a decade. Instantly thought of the Spurs. I'm like, all right, the Spurs are absolutely a dynasty. Especially like just looking at Tim Duncan Spurs. That team just defined winning. I think they were the, the dynasty of the NBA. I know the yeah. Bulls. You could say the Bulls, but they only did for six years or I guess eight years technically. Technically. But no, I, I think the Spurs are the dynasty of the NBA because they've done it for so long. And then your team's impact drastically shifts the league. I kind of looked at that, the Warriors. They won three and four years, and you have such an insane team that will start to go build super teams to try and compete with this team. Because, you know, if you didn't have at least two, two, two superstars or three stars in your team against that, you, you didn't have a chance. The impact that left them the league kind of made them a dynasty. All right, Jalen, what do you think? What's your answer to this? What makes a team? What defines a dynasty? So for me, um, I feel like it's I don't I don't really want to put a number on it because even with the Spurs, I mean, they they never won back. Um, and I do agree 
that. I think San Antonio is a dynasty. Um, but, I mean, for me, I think it's kind of you, – you have to just look at it as did other teams fear them year after year. So I think it's kind of they're just like the impact of what they had on the league. Um, so it, it's kind of hard to, you know, put that with numbers and stuff. But, I mean, I think of um, like – all right, let me, let me just – I got some questions too for you guys. Would you guys say um, the Heat were a dynasty? So this is this is where my argument was going to come at the end when I when – Yeah, I yeah. So for me, I said yes, right? I think they were a dynasty, right? But then I thought, well, if the Heat were a dynasty, doesn't that mean Kobe and Powell's Lakers had to be a dynasty? Yeah, no, it's two, just and, two and four. So I never, I never count, I never considered them a dynasty until I really thought about the question. Because when I thought, like, I thought about dynasties, like I said, it was Bird. I mean, um, Russell's uh, Laker, Russell Celtics, Magic Lakers, Shaq. Uh, I mean, Shaq and Kobe, Jordan, Duncan, and them. And then I thought the Heat, and then the Warriors. But then I thought the Heat accomplished. I think underachieve personally, but two two rings in four years is, is amazing, right? So they won two rings in four years, went to the finals four straight years. If you look at that Lakers team, the Kobe and Powell Lakers, they went to the finals three straight years, oh eight, nine, and ten, and they won two. So doesn't yep. that doesn't that team have to qualify as dynasty? If though, if that's the no, meme. I don't, I don't, I don't think that because okay, there's another thing too is would you consider the Pistons a dynasty in the late eighties? Yeah, it's the same. They, I they do. won two in a row. I do. You do? I do. A dynasty. No. That, I think uh, I think pretty. I think I do because I I think listen when when not only they won two but they're also in the mix for a few more years than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they won in eighty nine and ninety. They won in ninety. Um, and but they also uh, actually. Restart. They went. They lost in uh, seven games in '88 okay. to the Lakers, and then they won in '89. They beat the. They swept the Lakers, and then they won in '90. So they right. went three. So they years. went three years, and one of the them, and one they w- they were one game away from winning. So they're one game away from a repeat. So uh, and so and they took Jordan. You know, however many games a couple years later. So would you say then? the 80s had <clears throat> had three dynasties is that what you're saying because I, uh, I i say the bird celtics have to be a dynasty they're yeah. more of a dynasty than the pistons well how many was it they went three right they won three yeah that decade I mean, got five celtics got three since got two and the sixers but got the, one. Cel- the celtics also lost in two finals too so they've been the five finals See, I'm not sure losing defines the dynasty. Like, I, I mean, I know that sounds weird, but I don't, I don't think losing in if you lose in the finals, I don't think that hurts your case for a dynasty. It doesn't help as much no, as winning. No, no, obviously. no, no, you know no. What I mean, yeah. I agree. I agree. I brought the whole six-year stand thing because, like, oh, if you have a team with three championships, one from like the '60s, '80s, and 2000s, like you're not a dynasty. It's got to have obviously. like you got to have a t- within a, within a couple of years. You know what I mean? Like so. So could you say the Miami Heat organization is a dynasty because they won in 06, 12, and 13? No. And they got to the finals, but so they got to it's two different teams, right? So they got they won in they were one game away from going in 05. They were they went and won in 06. Then they went in 11, 12, 13, and 14. So they went to the finals six years in, let's see, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 
No, five. They went. They went to five finals. They didn't. They lost to the. Yeah, I know, but they were one game away from going in 05. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So that's what I'm saying. So, like, they were right there in 05. They were they won in 06, and they took a couple of years, then LeBron came, and then they went in 11, 12, 13, and 14. So, all right, so let me ask you. So let me ask you. So I think it's I think it's two different teams, so I don't compare. Like, I don't put yeah. that as one dice. So that's two different teams. Yeah, yeah. because I think I think that's how I look that, at would it. Be, that would be the equivalent of – Let's say, let's say in in five years, Carl um, Anthony Towns goes to the Warriors. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's kind that's of different. the equivalent of that's that. That's different. Yeah. I mean, that's, not really, I mean, that's, yeah. that's like if Giannis goes there. That's that's what the equivalent is to that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So all right. So so all right. So would you consider the Heat a dynasty or no? You want to answer that, Lance, first? And I, I'm not. I think I think they should have been like for their expectations. I think they could have, if they got like a one more in another year, if they won three out of the four. I just think that I don't know why I'm so fixated on chips, but I think especially since it was just a, such a short span, and they only got two out of it. I think it's very close to a dynasty, but I don't think it's quite enough to be a dynasty. So I agree. I agree. So, so I going, think, I think you have to you have to be more dominant. And they're the, only four years. They were together four years. And they went to the finals every every year. That's why that's why I think it's a dynasty. Because when they were together, they did not not be in the finals. They were never not in the finals. For me, it's about the winning, though, you know? Like you got you to get the I job. Just, yeah, I just, I just think four years just... So, it, all right, so weird, hold on. They're so, hold they're, on. So, they're so close. They're so close. But. So is the Warriors dynasty? The Warriors are. And they won. They won years. three. Yeah, yeah, three and four years. But they're two different they teams. Through. They're two different teams, though, because Durant's on, on that team. That's like what I you just. That's like what you just said. If Carl Anthony Towns goes to the Warriors, you it's the, the exact Warriors, same. You think of the Spurs. You think of Duncan, Parker, and Manu. You think of the Pats. You think of Brady. But no, the, like, the Warriors only won one without KD. That's what I'm saying. So is. Because isn't that not two different teams? Because you could say the it same is, thing. Because you could say Because you could say the same thing about the Heat. They were the same team except they got LeBron. So in 06 they won, and then they got LeBron a couple years later, and then they won two. They won, uh, the finals. But they, but they had. But that Golden State team had. I mean, pretty much it was the, all the same players besides just swapping out Harrison Barnes for KD. Like the but Heat, dude. But, it was just has. It was Haslam and Wade. That's it. Right, but doesn't. Does Katie not? Uh, my, my my question is: Does Katie not make that big of a difference? He does, but I mean, let, if Katie's not on that team, I think they're still contending. I mean, I guess that's fair. I mean, I, I just think I just think I consider the Warriors a dynasty, but I think if you consider them a dynasty, you have to consider the the, the Heat a dynasty. I mean, what what did Golden State go five straight though finals? So they had one more finals. Right, and same amount of ring. Well, I guess one more because we're considering fifteen. No one. Yeah, are we consider? Are we consider? So we're considering from fifteen to eighteen, right? Yeah, yeah, fifteen. Or nineteen, or nineteen, right? Because they yeah, won the finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they went yeah, fifteen, and, um, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. So they went to one more finals and won one more ring. But the team itself was only together for three years. The the, the team that won the, the two titles after the first one was went together for two years, three years, and the three years. Yeah, but they were together for three years. That's what I'm saying. And then in the last finals, Durant and Clay did Durant didn't play, and Clay got hurt. Yeah, but all right. My other thing that I was arguing first is I think 
yeah, the numbers and I get all that stuff. But the thing with Dynasty is, to me, you just have to, you have to like put your like like you have to like extract fear in other teams. So like the that. Heat and not? I think they, I, I don't know. I think I think Miami was just more beatable than Golden State. Like I mean, look at those Pacers teams. They took Miami to town. Like Boston was up three two against Miami. In that in that one year, um, I mean, San Antonio could have. Houston was up three two against the Warriors. But but see, the difference though is even when they did that, like I don't. I'm not saying, I'm not saying I disagree. I'm not saying I disagree. I'm just yeah, pointing just, out that. It's just it's just this thing that like I don't think that even that team or even their fan base was scared. Like I don't think they were worried. When I think Miami, there was a lot of times that they were like, "Yo, we might. This might be over." I mean, yeah. Like, no, that's fair. That's you fair. Gotta, gotta no, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just talking about. So like, that's that's why I go back to the question: of What defines a dynasty? So like, is the Golden State one big dynasty, but only for two years of KD because he only played in two finals? Three. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess that he only played in two finals. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess he played like four minutes in the other one, but I don't count that. I don't. He. I don't say he played in that finals. No, uh, yeah. kind of why I hit my parameters. I, I gave my three points, and he didn't fit that. That's why they said they were right on the edge. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, I'm not, if you say they're not, I'm, I'm fine with that. I just think going to the finals four years in a row, winning two of them, constitutes a final. I mean, uh, constitutes a dynasty. My, that's just my opinion. That's part of the reason why I don't have them. To, like, if I were to go outside of the rules, is because I think they underachieved. I think the Warriors did exactly what they're supposed to do. You think of a dynasty, you think like these guys are really dominant. You don't think the, you don't think the KD Warriors underachieved? I guess because they didn't, they didn't last long enough. I mean, yeah, like what? I, mean, I guess, I guess, yeah, because of injury. I guess. Yeah, they. Yeah, yeah. You can't blame that. And I mean, then the other two years, yeah, they had that little Houston. You know, gave them everything they could. But I mean, even the year before that, man, they lost one game. Yeah. No, I'm, I mean, like that, I said, I'm not argue, saying you're wrong. I'm not you could argue wrong. that team is the best team ever. 2017 Warriors, the greatest of all time. Yeah. All right, so that's fair. So, all right, so basically that's well, what Hold on, one, one, one question, one question. Do you guys, because I don't think anyone said it, but would you put Birds, uh, Celtics as a dynasty? Yeah, we talked about that. Okay, okay. This is what I'm saying. So what are the dynasties? Like, So Duncan Spurs, we'd say the dynasty, right? Yeah. So how many, how many? Wait, hold on. How many finals did Duncan them go to? Six. They went to six finals. They won five of them. Yeah. Over how long? Right. So ninety nine, oh, oh, uh, 99, 2001, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. So that's eleven years. So they won five in eleven years. Went to the final six out of eleven years. That constitutes a dynasty, I would say. Right. Exactly. I would just say yeah because they're so dominant. They're all like they, if it was a completely different roster, then that's a different story. But like it was, it was basically the same roster. Have the main guys of Duncan, Tony, and Manu, and that's what the team was. Even though yeah. Kawhi won Finals MVP in fourteen, but the team was still built around them. And See, the other two, yeah, it was still Duncan though. Yeah, and so I guess like, the reason I say like the Heat to me, the Heat are a dynasty, is because for every year they were together, they went to the finals and won, they won multiple championships. So I think that's what it is. You win multiple championships. I mean that it's, it's hard to define it, but like I don't think the like the Cavs, the second Cavs with LeBron, that's not a dynasty, even though they went to the finals all four years. You know what I mean? 
Uh, there's one team that's like right on the edge. It's definitely them. I just had them slightly below, but like uh, uh, you can make the argument for so it. So would you? So would it. you say you wouldn't say the Lakers with Shaq and Shaq and being on Kobe and Power, right? No. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, definitely not. Because they went to finals three years and won two. They went back to back. See, my my thing is too. Like, yeah, they won two, but just. I mean, the, the thing the thing that when I look at, and the Spurs are kind of a weird example just because they didn't, they were always in the mix, but I feel like with Golden State, you knew like every team was screwed. Oh, you got to get past Golden State, you got to get past Golden State. And I feel like Miami just didn't have that as enough as a team like Golden State or even like San Antonio. San Antonio's thing is just the longevity. I mean, yeah. let's be honest, like they've never won two in a row. Um, yeah, they went to like back-to-back finals when they had Kawhi and stuff. But I mean, that was their thing. Like they would always just be in the Western Conference, Western Conference Finals. Even that one, that one um, was Duncan on that. Was Duncan on the team when um, when Kawhi got hurt in Game One? Uh, no, that was seventeen. That was the year after he retired. Okay, but I mean, yeah, like he doesn't have to be on the team. It's still the Spurs. But I mean, you know what I mean? Like the Spurs yeah. were always. If you're looking at the top three teams. Like for you know however long it's oh the Spurs are always going to be in there. I mean Miami had four years, um, but I mean that that's it. Like I think I think when I was looking at when I was looking at it, my thought my thing was and on the lines you have a lot of criteria. My thing was is did you win multiple championships? But I just I don't think that that that, that works because I know a lot of teams won multiple championships because you could say the Rockets in '94 '95 won multiple championships. Exactly. That's why it's tough. But, but that's not a dynasty. Yeah, you know what so I mean. So here's here's a here's a que- here's a question for you, Dan. Let's say in uh, 2015, Kyrie and Love don't get hurt. LeBron wins his first the first time in Cleveland. You know, in that playoff series yep, when yep, yep. Curry won his first ring. Mm-hmm. So if he wins and then he wins the next year, are they a dynasty? I think so. Because they went, they went, they went back to back, and they went to the finals four years in a row. Like I don't know. I think I just think that even for me too, that's not enough. Four, I don't know. It's just not enough for me. Yeah, I don't know. I just think I just think four years of going to the finals in a row, and if you so, I guess here's the thing: if you go to the finals, I guess four. I guess that I think I get what you're saying about how they're just underneath, and I think they just barely. To me, they just barely be, constitute as a dynasty, and, and I think. The Cavs would have been the same thing because you go to the finals four years and you win multiple championships. To me, that's a dynasty. I think four years is a good time time frame to be considered a dynasty because you're obviously dominant for a four year stretch. But right? it's not even half a decade, though. Like it's not even half a. But decade. But how many teams did we actually see do that for half a decade? I mean, but that's the thing too. I feel like dynasty, your standard should be so high. I don't want to like if I'm looking up dynasties, like I shouldn't be seeing. So eight or so hold on, teams. so hold on. Were Shaq and Kobe a dynasty? I oh yeah they were but that was only four years. What do you mean it was four? But I mean they, four finals. they went four finals. They played together eight but, years and they only went to the finals four times. All right, all right. But if we're starting it like just their dominance at the year two thousand, they won three in a row. And then that other year that they lost, that Spurs team was amazing. But I mean they still went to the West they lost it, finals. But then they lost to Detroit too. Yeah, but they yeah yeah they still lost to Detroit and Detroit went went crazy that year. But I mean. Like they that's still four finals or like I mean they were still let's just say they were one of the top three best teams in five years. Like like I if my if LeBron went back to Miami and just made the Eastern Conference Finals, I'd say it's a dynasty. So you I, just I, you I just think, think it's long. Years. You just think it's. Long I just enough. yeah man I I think I think four years just I mean 
like a dynasty, I'm thinking like you dominated or you were the team of that decade. Yeah, you know I'm, I mean? I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying. So that's where I get confused because, like, I don't. So Golden State, I guess, yeah, they could constitute a dynasty. But to, to, in my opinion, that's two different teams. KD is that much of a difference to me. Like 15, 16 Warriors are one team, and they're new at KD. They they became a, sec, a second team. That's just how I feel because I think he makes that much of a difference. I don't completely uh, agree with that. But I don't disagree with it. Okay, that, yeah, it, I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm. So you don't agree, but you don't disagree. Yeah. Well, he's he's that he's that good, but I also think too that it's like, like I said first, like like take KD off the team and bring back Harrison Barnes. Like the team's still gonna be. I don't think they I win mean, anymore. I think they win the one, and that's it. I mean, to be man, I I still say if you because tw- if hear me play, out, hear me out. Twenty seventeen Cavs, that's the best team LeBron's ever been on. Outside of the yeah, outside but, of the yeah, 2013 yeah, but, but but here's the thing too: Do they make those moves? Do they have the pressure to give up a first round pick for Kyle Korver to do all these things? If Golden State doesn't get Kevin Durant, that's that that's little, fair. That's fair. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's that little one thing that they have more urgency now to do these moves and to give up all these or to give Tristan Thompson a hundred whatever mil and to give Jared Smith this comp because of that move. So yeah, if they don't add. If Golden State doesn't add KD. I mean, they're still going to add little small pieces in here and there. Cleveland may not, you know, go to the dream of doing that. They might just be content. Oh, we just won the championship. They don't have KD, all that stuff. Bring back the same guys. And I mean, I don't, man, I don't care. Like, yeah, Cleveland won that year, but I still say to this day, play that series 10 times. Golden State's winning eight of them. That team, like, I, I still, like. You're I, talking I about the 73 team, the one, the 3 1 team. Yep. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, play right. that series. Play that series ten times, man. Like Golden State is winning at least at least seven or eight of them. That's fair. No, I guess I, what you guys are saying. I'm not saying you guys are wrong. I just it's just to me to me that to me there's two different teams. I, that's fair enough. Yeah. All right. So I think that's where we're gonna end part one. Um, I don't know about you guys. I have a lot of a lot more questions on the past. So we may just do a part two on just past questions because I still got a few more of those that I want to get to. But um, you guys got anything else? And not saying no. I'm looking forward to the next one. I got a few more up my sleeve as well. All right. Well, you guys take yeah, care. Yeah, fun. Fun chopping it up, boys. For sure. Yeah. Guys, I appreciate you guys listening to the podcast, staying with us for this hour and a half. Um, a lot of great content. Jalen, thank you so much for coming on. I know you'll be on the next few, but I really appreciate you coming on, man. Anytime, boys. All right, everybody, you guys have a good one, okay? How you doing, man? Have a good one.